The land of fairy story is wide and deep and high. Its seas are shoreless and its stars uncounted. Its beauty and enchantment and its peril ever present. Both joy and sorrow are poignant as a sword. In that land a man may perhaps count himself fortunate to have wandered, but its very mystery and wealth make dumb the traveler who would report. And while he is there, it is dangerous for him to ask too many questions, lest the gates be shut and the keys be lost. The fairy gold too often turns to withered leaves when it is brought away. All that I can ask is that you, knowing all these things, will receive my withered leaves as a token, at least, that my hand once held a little of the gold. This is a wonderful quote by J.R.R. Tolkien about fairy stories and really inspires me about why I am a dungeon master. The answer is simple. I want to take my games and my players and I want to tell a story. Welcome to Dungeon Hunters Arcane Academy, Episode 1, Why Do We DM? So, you've decided you want to get into Dungeons & Dragons. You've summoned your friends to your Discord or your place of residence for a few hours of intrigue, adventure, exploration, combat, and laughter. So why did you do it? Well, you wanted to have fun with friends. And now you're at the first steps of becoming a dungeon master, deciding whether to run a module written by others or to craft your own homebrew worlds for your friends to escape into. You've taken on the responsibility of being the dungeon master, and for that, I welcome you to your first steps of becoming the best storyteller that you can be. Where do we start? It's simple. We start asking questions. The first question we want to ask ourselves is, what kind of a story do I want to tell? What kind of story do I want to wrap my players into, weaving their backstories into it? Perhaps it's a murderous intrigue story where a serial killer is going through the realms, dispatching of his foes, and the players are working hard to investigate and put everything together, like yarn on a giant cork board with a bunch of pictures. Or perhaps it's a sailing adventure set on the high seas, looking for treasure and different pirate crews attacking the ship and the party doing their best to overcome all odds but against them. Or perhaps it's a MacGuffin storyline. Perhaps a small figure in a place where evil is yet to touch finds an ancient artifact, a ring perhaps, and has to travel across the continent to destroy it from where it was made. Sound familiar? I don't know. Maybe. That's all up to you. So the first question we want to ask ourselves is what kind of story do we want to do? And that lies with you. Perhaps you can wrap in some grief, loss, intrigue, drama, tension, horror. It's all up to you. Think about what your players might be into. Ask them their favorite movies, their favorite bands, their favorite songs. Have them make playlists for you. Listen to what your players are wanting and what they're into. If you can read your players, you can write a great story. The next question you have to ask yourself is where will my story take place? This is where you get free reign to create a breathing, living world for your players to interact with, full of NPCs and characters and villains and monsters. It's really exciting, but it's a lot to take in when you first start. So let's look at the approach. One, we can go from the ground up. Perhaps it starts in a small village surrounded by goblins and orcs and bugbears or any type of monster. 
Perhaps it's surrounded by men. Evil and greed corrupting their hearts and making them very challenging for the players to fight. It's all up to you. But we can also go bigger than that. We can start with the gods, creating a pantheon and a creation myth around our world. See what the players think. See what they would see the gods as. But at the end of the day, it's your world to create. So create it. Perhaps it is a small village, but it's not surrounded by monsters and hordes, but it's on the outskirts of a large kingdom. And the king has been having troubles with nightmares recently. Maybe one of your players has a glimpse into one of these nightmares as a prophecy and can further help the king find his way. It's a very interesting idea for a story and where it takes place. A village on the outskirts of a kingdom. You don't need any more than that to get started. You'll find that when you play Dungeons and Dragons, you don't need much to really have fun with your friends. As long as you're ready to get into this world and have player buy-in and a DM who's creative enough to make it feel alive and breathing, you're gonna have fun. And at the end of the day, that's what all of this is about. So whatever world you wanna create, create what's fun for you. Perhaps it's a future dystopia of the earth we live in now, after a virus or some sort of zombie plague. And magic is now what technology was, but it's utilized different using D&D mechanics. That sounds like a blast. Again, it's your world, so create it how you want to. I'm excited to see what you come up with. So the next question we need to ask ourselves is how can we breathe life into our story and into our world? Well, I've got some tips for you. It starts with fleshing out some NPCs and getting some locations and landmarks in your world to make it feel alive and vast to whatever you want it to be. We can start with a blacksmith. Let's give him a bond and flaw to really enrich him into the story and to make him interactive with the PCs. How do we start doing that? Well, we give him a bond. Perhaps he has a family that he cares for deeply, but he's not as good of a blacksmith, and so he can't provide the coin that he needs to survive and take care of his family. There's his bond, and there's his flaw. His wife and his two young daughters being the bond, and his flaw being that he's just not able to make the coin necessary to keep them safe. So, he asked the party if they would help him out. He's heard of an ancient swamp outside of the village. An ancient black dragon once ruled there and has a hoard of treasure, and he knows that there might be a secret metal from an ancient age that he could use to craft a sword fit for the king. Right there, the PCs know that they're going to see the king because of the nightmares one of the players has seen into so they could bring him a sword, winning favor with the king. It fits into your story perfectly. So, now we get to our locations and landmarks. We have this ancient swamp on the outskirts of the village. The players go, and perhaps they find ancient ruins of this once ancient dragon's magical horde and power. But, perhaps they're not alone. The skeletal remains of this ancient dragon weaving in and out of this bog, putrid swamp. Maybe there's bandits that have already tried to go in and clear through and have loaded up a cart full of these ancient artifacts. Maybe there's some magic items to give to your players to progress them further through the story and give them a little bit more power. It's a lot of fun and your players will really appreciate it. But right there, we've made a location and a landmark, which are these old ruins in this swamp that was once the home of this ancient black dragon. Right there, we've already enriched your world and given it a bit of a backstory. There were ages previous, there were these gargantuan beasts, 
Are they still around today? Maybe your players know of some. Maybe they don't. Depends on their backgrounds and their backstories. Those are fun to tie into your campaign. Perhaps one of the players is Elvin, and their grandfather helped fight this ancient beast. It's a cool way to tie everything together and breathe life into your PC's world that you have created. The final question we have to ask ourselves is probably the most vital and most important question you can ask yourself as a dungeon master. How do my players fit into my story and into my world as a whole? Well, first off, this is a question you should be asking yourself to prep yourself for a session zero. And in session zeros, that's where this question comes into play because you can help integrate the players into this world that you've created. Perhaps one of the players is a distant relative of the king, but doesn't know it because they were orphaned at a young age. But as the story progresses, they find that they have familial ties to this king. That's an interesting background and backstory. Perhaps a barbarian is an ancient line of different barbarians that have gone through his bloodline. And now he's wanting to avenge them. And whatever is bringing these nightmares to the king did the same to kings in ages past. And their character has an insight because it's been told throughout his family for generations. That's a cool backstory. Perhaps you have a rogue who is scared of combat and is weak and scrawny and relies on their dexterity and their cunning to get out of situations. So they're used to sticking to the shadows because in reality, they're not too strong and they're not up like a paladin or a barbarian fighting in hand-to-hand -hand combat with some grotesque monster. So they sneak to the shadows and they shoot their arrows and get that awesome sneak attack damage. That's a cool backstory and a good way to fit them into the party. Perhaps they're trying to prove themselves or prove their father wrong for saying that they'll never amount to anything. That could be a cool character backstory. Talk about these backstories with your characters and try and integrate them more into the world. Perhaps one of the characters is the blacksmith's daughter and really wants to help her father out and goes with the party against his wishes. That could be really fun and really bring the whole campaign together. It's a great way to start, and it's a great way to start thinking about your players being awesome characters in your world as they go on this heroic quest that you have created. Before you go, I'm done with the questions, I promise. But I have one last tip for you. It's probably one of the most important to keep in mind while you're running your campaign. Be ready for the player characters to alter the story based on the decisions they make with the choices you provide. This is an awesome tip and really makes your world feel breathing and living. Perhaps the blacksmith wants them to go to the swamps, but they heard a rumor in the tavern that there's an old mining facility in the mountains nearby and it holds some ancient relics and ancient metals that dwarven miners have left behind. Both options are really exciting for the players to explore. Perhaps one is full of bandits, the other full of monsters that live in this cave. You give the option for the players to take and they make a decision. That alters the way the story goes. Perhaps there's a treacherous way through the mountains to get to the kingdom and there's another way along a road full of bandits and different creatures going towards the swamp. All of these options are really easy to give to your players to make them feel like they're altering the world that they live in. It makes it feel alive and it's really fun to watch. Another thing you can do is give your NPCs real emotions and real reactions to the way that the characters interact with them. How do we see that happen? Well, we've all played Skyrim and different RPGs. 
At least I hope you have. They're great, and you should check them out. But we see dialogue options in those games. Think of your NPCs in this way. How would an NPC react if they're angry or sad, upset, or maybe flattered by something your PC says? We all have that time where Boblin the Goblin becomes a main NPC simply because the characters interact with him and make him one. It's a lot of fun, and trust me, it happens all the time. Anyways, these are great options to give to your players and let their decisions move the story along. It's a whole lot of fun, and it makes it feel like it's really a group effort. It's collaborative world building, in a way. With all these tips I've given you, I hope you're excited to craft your own campaign worlds and your own campaign stories. And I want to hear in the comments everything that you're making. Trust me, I really love reading it. So, with that being said, thank you for watching this episode, and I'm really excited for the journey that we're on, and I can't wait to give you more tips and tricks to make your campaign feel more fun and more alive than ever before. Thank you for watching this episode of Dungeon Hunters Arcane Academy, and welcome to your first steps of becoming an awesome dungeon master. I'll see you the next time we decide to roll dice. Oh, Drats, I didn't see you there. I hope you enjoyed your little video. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and hit that small little bell thingy so that you don't miss an episode of the Dungeon Hunters Arcane Academy, making you an exquisite DM for your players. And I wouldn't want you to miss any of the Dungeon Hunters campaign, which airs on livestream on alternate Saturdays at 6pm. Also, don't tell Trevor, but we could use your coin, adventurer. You can support us on Patreon in the link below. It allows us to make homebrew things in our little arcane workshop to make your campaigns more exquisite. Anyways, I cannot bother with this any longer. I must get back to pondering my orb.